Hi everyone and welcome to our St. Patrick's Day service here in Grace Christian Church, live from the atrium here, recording it live here in the atrium in Grace Christian Church. In these straightened times during the time of coronavirus, we're going to be coming to you live every Sunday uh, on Instagram and on Facebook Live, and we're also going to be on YouTube as well. Every week we're going to put a couple of services up for you. Hope you can enjoy it during this time when we have to kind of do a little bit of social distancing and that kind of stuff. I know that Tom is having panic attacks about all the social distancing he has to do at the moment. Anyway, we're going to get into our service. Um, Tom is going to bring a word from God. <laughs> He's going to bring a word from the Lord in a minute. We certainly hope he is. He's going to be talking about St. Patrick just for us in a couple of minutes. Before we do that, just a couple of notices to bring to your attention. Like I said, don't forget we're going to be here. We're going to be live on, on Instagram, on, give, on Grace underscore Christian underscore Church. We're going to be live on Facebook on Grace Christian Church Cork. It'll also be on live on my Facebook and on Tom's Facebook profile. We're also going to put our stuff up on YouTube. Every week it's going to be up to you to be able to tune in. And we will be putting up our podcasts as usual every week here at Grace Christian Church. So today and last Sundays you will be able to get live on our podcast. You'll be able to pick up on our live on our podcast. Don't forget that even during these straightened times, if you want to support the work here at Grace Christian Church, you can do so on your phone at give2.graceireland.ie. You can also give online on our website. Click the donate button. It'll take you to a donation. Or if you want to take out a standing order, you can do so as well. All the details are there on our website. So we're going to get into our service. We're going to start off by singing a song. Are you up for a song? Yes! We're going to sing a song written by a Corkman. A lovely, kind, decent Corkman. His name is Joe Donovan. He happens to be my brother, and I'm kind of mad about him. I love him, actually, but I don't want to say that in front of a camera. Like. Um, but he wrote a song called God Save Ireland, and it was a spiritual cry to reflect the political cry of the young Irelanders who used to sing and call out God Save Ireland. This is a call, a spiritual call. Um, if you know the chorus, I know you're sitting in front of your, your laptop or sitting in front of your screen. Why don't you sing along when we get into the chorus of it? God bless us as we sing together. Would anyone say amen? amen? We'll do the short version. Where Atlantic tides and cliffs collide, there's an island here. Where seagulls cry and tears once fill so many starving eyes. There's a message here, I've been here a thousand years, a thousand years and more. It's been spoken round every hill and ground, every shore to shore. God save Ireland once again. Send your peace into every heart in this land. Round every hill and ground, 
every shore to shore. And at this time, we want to remember to pray for our leaders that they'll make wise and good decisions that will lead to prosperity and blessing on this land of ours. I'm going to hand you over now to the man you've been all been waiting for, Pastor Tom Burke, and he's going to bring God's word to us in just a second. For kid me la folche stock, that's Irish for a hundred thousand welcomes in here. Today. It's good to be able to connect with everyone on Patrick's Day. I'm going to call Michael back in. Come on in. Did you notice we're wearing green? Say green. Green. What's green in Irish? Gloss. 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 So we're wearing our gloss and we also have our fag. Or in Irish we call it umbratten. So green, white and gold. Michael's wearing a lovely orange number. I'm more green myself. He's more like the orange men up north. Hi to everyone in Belfast. Anyway, we have our flag up. <laughs> so it's Patrick's Day. I hope you're watching us and you're wearing your favourite green slippers, pyjamas and other things. Green is the thing. Thank you, Michael. You can go now. With respect. I did not interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bolshestock, you're very welcome. Let me teach you something in Irish. And I have a small little congregation here today of five people other than myself. I assure you, they're all at least one metre apart. Would anyone say amen? Amen. So nobody's given anyone anything except a bit of love, distant love. How do you say hello in Irish? I know that we have loads of people in Nigeria, Brazil, Korea, Germany, France, Australia, America who watch in on YouTube. 
So, how do you say hello in Irish? It's a fantastic language, or Gaelic you may know it as, we call it Irish. The way you say hello is you say, Dia Gwit, and that literally means, God be with you. So if you want to say hello to someone in our language, you have to bring God into it. What a spiritual language. Did you know also there's no curses in Irish? There really aren't. It's an incredible language. So how do you say dear good? I'm going to ask the congregation to say it at the count of three. So you've got to shout it out, guys, so everyone on television and YouTube land hears it, okay? A hen, a do, a three. Dear good. So dear good, God be with you. Now, you may see my lovely slide up behind us here. It's of a Celtic cross on the south coast of Ireland. Remember, we're coming from Cork, which is uh, the second city, the real capital. And we are on the south coast, which is a beautiful part of the world. When the corona thing is done and dusted, maybe you'd like to come on holidays here and getting paid by the Irish Tourist Board to say that. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I've put up my title for today as St. Patrick and Coronavirus. Huh? How on earth do they connect in any way? Well, in my opinion, they do connect and they've got something to say to us today, almost prophetically. If you watch the previous YouTube uh, video, which came from last Sunday, the 15th of March, you may... Uh, remember that I spoke about how Patrick was a real historical figure. You can get all the details. We know a lot of details about him and we know that he wasn't this cartoon character who got rid of snakes. That's rubbish. We never had any snakes. Well, not the animal type anyway. Um, we may have had others. Uh, but there was none of that ever happened. But what is true is that this guy had a born-again experience he followed scripture, and his lifestyle was so connected in to what happened in the Bible. And you can get all those details in our previous YouTube video. And remember, you found us already. Grace Cork is how you find us. I hope you'll click like, by the way, at the end of this YouTube, and even follow our channel and subscribe. We hope you do that because we're going to continue, even after this is over, putting out our services on our YouTube channel as well. And you'll be updated with all of that. So what has St. Patrick got to do with coronavirus? Well, really, it's all about how St. Patrick escaped from slavery. And I am calling it coronavirus special because wherever you are in the world, the way God worked with human beings years ago is probably the way he's going to work today. Because our God will work by rescuing his people. The whole theme of the Bible is rescuing people from slavery to freedom, whatever that slavery is. And maybe you're looking in today and your slavery is you're self-isolated, or you're sick, or you don't have money. Maybe your slavery is an addiction or a toxic relationship. It can be anything. But God is the one who delivers us from slavery. And so I pray today, Lord, that your word would come alive as we look at what the Bible says and also the experience of Christians speak to us through this in Jesus' name. And the huge congregation here said, Amen. 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 Let me quote first from Confessio Patricius or Patrick's Confession. By the way, I should say, I hope you can understand our accent 
uh, Ireland has an unusual accent and the way we speak English is probably a little bit different um, than most other people speak. So if you're not sure of any of the words we use, you can just uh, send a message and I promise we'll translate. Here's Patrick's confession. And Patrick said, We deserved to be taken into slavery because we had gone away from God and would not listen to those who advised us on how we could be saved. Wow. Again, the background is at age 16, he was captured, kidnapped by Irish people. Now, as Irish people, we always see ourselves as the victims. That's kind of our mindset here. And other nations, we won't mention any, other nations are the one who cause us trouble. But here, it was Irish people who were causing other people trouble. So you know what? Sin is no respecter of nationality. So Patrick was a victim. And maybe you feel like a victim this St. Patrick's Day. But God is the one who turns victimhood into victory. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So Patrick, in his um, looking back on this trial he went through, he says this really challenging statement. We deserved it. Now, I'm not here today saying coronavirus is a judgment against you. I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But I do know this that sometimes God will use a situation and he'll use that situation to speak to us and to get our attention. So Patrick said he wouldn't listen. We know that dad and granddad and all his family were Christians, many of them in ministry. But as 16, Patrick didn't want to know. And yet the shock in his life caused him to call out to God because he was in a traumatic situation. And he's speaking prophetically. His life, and it's fully biblically based, is speaking in the same way. He tells us in his confession that there were thousands of them at the same time kidnapped from Western Britain, probably Wales, maybe a bit further north as well. And he uses the word, we wouldn't listen to those who advised us on how we could be saved. You know, Patrick ended up in Armagh, which is towards the north of Ireland. And not far away from Armagh today, you'll see the city of Belfast. Beautiful city, I love it. If you're watching us from Belfast, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. But a very interesting man was born and raised in Belfast. And he's the guy who is called C.S. Lewis, and he wrote... Um, Chronicles of Narnia, Line the Witch, the Wardrobe, Screwtape Letters, a load of great books, a lot of films made out of it. But C.S. Lewis wrote this about, and I think it reflects Patrick's statement here, even though they would have been 1,500 years apart. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our consciences. But he shouts to us in our pain. It's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. As I said, I don't know, is this a kind of a judgment? But I would suspect for me, and I'll only speak for me, but maybe it's for many of us. All of this is like God getting out the megaphone to me, saying, don't get too autopilot, don't get too comfortable, don't get too distant, because our times are in his hands. He's the one who holds life and death. 
So C.S. Lewis and Patrick, who actually geographically, though not at the same time, lived close to each other, are saying the same thing. And maybe your illness, your isolation, your social life that has collapsed, your business that is facing bankruptcy, maybe, just maybe, God is getting the megaphone out to you and out to me and saying, hang on a while, guys, would you listen? Because that's what Patrick is saying. What does his life tell us about where he was at? Well, we know that in Armagh, he wrote in his confession, I looked after sheep in the woods and on the mountains every day and night. So I prayed to the Lord up to a hundred times by day and at night perhaps the same. Now, Armagh today isn't what it was 1600 years ago. But back then, he was in woods and mountains uh, on his own. Here's a guy who knew what isolation was. If you're at home at the telly, you're not quite in isolation. But maybe you're feeling isolated. This guy was seriously isolated. So just see what he said here. I looked after sheep in the woods and in the mountains, day and night. Other than his master... I won't go into the details with his name, but his master, the guy who owned him, would throw him some food every now and again. But a lot of the time, Patrick was on his own. If you fear isolation, you can learn a lot from this Christian's life. This is what brought him to God. So what did he do in his isolation? He did the only thing we can do. Because you can't rely on the economy now. You can't rely on the health services now. We can't really rely on science right now. We can't rely on our social network. Who do we turn to? If you love the Lord, you can turn to Jesus. Would anyone here say amen? amen? If you don't know Jesus, you can still turn to him. Call out to him. Invite him into your life. And make your peace with him. Because none of us can do life without God. And these seasons are a great reminder as to how we need God in our lives. He prayed to the Lord a hundred times a day. That is so challenging to me. And I, I work full time as a pastor. That's challenging. And even in the night as well. So it depends on your attitude. Are you isolated? I prefer to use the expression, maybe you're alone with God. Maybe God has orchestrated all of these events. Because he is beyond our comprehension at times. And God has orchestrated coronavirus to get a whole load of people's attention. We're told this virus came probably from um, a meat market in China where there were bats, live bats, uh, near people and other meat. And that the virus went that way. I mean, nobody's certain. But that small happening at the very end of last year has the whole world in a crisis. It doesn't have God in the crisis because God is still in control and God knows everything that is happening. And I don't want to be too somber about it, but I just know that I can trust God. And in 40 years of walking with him, he's never left me down. Yes, I've had times of pain and I've had times of challenge, but I've always known he was there and I can trust him. So if you are isolated in America, in Cork, in Belfast, in Berlin... Maybe you're not isolated. Maybe it's just God getting time alone with you. And you and I are listening to him. And look what happened. 
six years later, I don't know that any of us will be six years in this season, maybe it'll be six months, we don't know, but this is what Patrick wrote, and at this stage he would have been about 22. He says, the Lord spoke to me in a dream saying, you have fasted well, now your ship is ready to escape, to take you out of slavery. So Patrick was spirit-filled. He heard the Holy Spirit speak to him in his dreams, even at night. Of course he did. He's praying by day and by night. And look what the Lord said to him. You fasted well. So this guy took his faith seriously. He wasn't just praying. He would every now and again not eat as well to fast and to show the Lord how serious he was. And then the Lord says, because of the change in your life and because of your lifestyle, there's a ship ready to take you out of this slavery. Hallelujah. That's the God of the Bible. He continuously takes us out of our slavery. Like I said earlier, toxic relationships, addictions, even illness, even poverty. God can take us out of it. He can put us into it as well, but he takes us out of it. This is what Exodus 14.30 says. That day the Lord rescued and saved Israel from the slavery of Egypt. The people of God were slaves. And then God delivered them. And he delivered them from Pharaoh and the hand of the slave taskmasters. If you read right throughout the Bible, it's all about that deliverance. It's about God rescuing us. May God rescue you. May God rescue us from whatever slavery we're in. Whether it's to sin or to something that is really... Uh, negative and toxic in our lives or maybe it's out of the illness that you're feeling or the isolation. Let me look at one other aspect on this St. Patrick's Day with my green shirt on and the Irish flag and I think we've green up lights as well and all of that and even Michael has a green twinkle in his eye that's called <laughs> jealousy. Here's one other thing that we can see from Patrick's life and I want to just quote the scripture first. It says in Exodus 21 2, a slave should only serve six years, by the seventh year he should go free. If you look at the previous video, we saw all of Patrick's life was so biblically based. But when we look at his life, we can see he served as a slave for six years, and on the seventh year he went free. You see, God's pattern and rhythm will break into your life and my life. We're told God worked six days and rested on the seventh. Not that he needed to, but as an example. You and I are called to have a day in seven where we have a Sabbath or a rest for our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our souls. And here we see on the seventh year, Patrick went free. And we see it corresponds to the scripture. It's really fascinating if we had the time. Maybe I'll do it another time. And we see it in the book of Exodus as well. This was speaking about Hebrews who were indentured servants, but the same thing. So maybe you and I are called to go through a season. Maybe the whole world is called to go through a season where perhaps we take a more sober view of Patrick, because usually it's all drunkenness here in Ireland. Today we don't have any parades. People are afraid to do that. Maybe now we can take a more spiritual view. And maybe the leaders of the world, including our Taoiseach, or Prime Minister here in Ireland, or Uchtaran, or President here in Ireland, or government, or local city officials in Cork, maybe, maybe just maybe, this is causing everyone to stop and reflect and ask the question, what's going on? 
The world is not as I've ever known it before. Maybe this is a time where we see the season we're in and that God will also provide a way of escape if we turn to him. Let me conclude on this St. Patrick's Day by quoting one more scripture. Beautiful scripture, many of you will know it, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1. For everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. There's a time to be born, a time to die. Some people think there should be no death. No, death is a part of life. But for the Christian, it's not real death because our souls live forever. For everyone, your soul lives forever. It depends where it goes. But there's a season and there's an end. This coronavirus virus issue is a season. It will pass. If you feel hopeless today, you hang on to God's word. This too will pass. Whether science or nature or a miraculous move of God, this will pass. But we're in a season and we shouldn't wish the season away. We need to learn, we need to hear God and we need to see if something needs to improve in all of our lives. So brothers and sisters, we're going to sing and Michael is going to sing, I should say, a song. It's all about that we're no longer slaves to fear. As you and I go through this season, let's not allow fear to control us. How about having a bit of faith? How about knowing that God will bless us and keep us uh, as we love him? So our prayer, our wish for all of you watching from Cork and all over the world is that God would bless and keep you and yours, that means your family, your loved ones, your friends, this St. Patrick's Day. And I pray you and I and all of us would go a little bit deeper with God. So I'm going to pray and then Michael is going to sing that beautiful song before we close this video. But you know what I'm going to pray for? I'm going to pray for the Irish government. And if you're living in Germany, you pray for the German government or the American government or the Nigerian government, wherever you are. And then I'm going to pray for your family. And then I'm going to pray for you and for me. You up for that, guys? Yes. Say amen to the television screen. Amen. Say amen to your laptop, amen to your phone. So, Lord Jesus, we pray on this, our national holiday. I thank you, Lord, that in Ireland, our hero, our national holiday, is all about Christianity coming to Ireland. I thank you, God, that Patrick is not some paper cartoon character, but I thank you, Lord, he is a Bible-believing, was a Bible-believing man who's now with you in heaven. I pray the message of the scripture, the Bible, and of Patrick would penetrate into the hearts of men and women all over Ireland, all over the world. I pray that our Taoiseach, our Prime Minister, Leo Bradker, our President, our Uchtaran, Michael D. Higgins, our government in national and local level, would have wisdom in making choices about our nation through the coronavirus situation. Give them wisdom from heaven, O oh God, wherever they're on the spiritual spectrum. Break through and guide them, O oh God. Protect us in our families, Lord, everyone watching in, for your family, for your loved ones. God, would you protect us even like we prayed in the previous video, St. Patrick's breastplate. Go before us, keep us safe. Finally, Lord, I pray for everyone watching as an individual. 
that you would know God's protection, almost like a force screen around you. May the blood of Jesus cover you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. May he do the same to me. And may we walk through this season as people of faith, not as people of fear. In Jesus' name, God's people said. Amen. So we pray as we conclude and as I hand over to Michael, that you and I would be egui, kudi on tirna, kudi isa Christ. We pray to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. May that be your experience. Sing us out, Michael. Thank you. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. And I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. We declare that I'm no longer a slave to fear. No, I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. In this season when the fear is everywhere, it's in the streets, it's in the media, it's on the TV, it's everywhere. Sometimes, yes, we are afraid, but we don't have to be slaves to fear. Would anyone here say amen? Amen. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. God grant us the grace to remember that regardless of what comes or goes in our lives in this coming season. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, just for the day that's in it, we're going to finish with one last thing. We're going to sing a Cork song. A song that was written in Cork about events that happened here in Cork during World War I. We're going to be talking about a couple of people in this. We're going to be talking about soldiers. The soldiers that's referred to are the people who went off and fought with the British in a place called Salonika, which is the city of Thessalonica in Greece. You can read about it in your Bible if you wish. The other people we're going to be referring to are the slackers. The slackers wouldn't go and fight with the British during this particular time. For whatever reason, either they were ducking the war or for political reasons, they refused to go to war and fight with the British forces. And this is a song written from the perspective of a woman who was left at home waiting for her husband, waiting for news of him as he was fighting in, this, in the city of Salonika over in Greece during World War I. Okay? So the chorus goes like this. So right away, so right away, so right away, Salonica, right away, me soldier boy. And I know we're not supposed to touch each other, but you can sing it like this if you want to. So right away, 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 so right away,
like a right away, me soldier by. Right, no more touching. No. Right, here we go. Here we go. All me husband's in Salonica. I wonder if he's dead. I wonder, does he know he's got a kid with a foxy head? So right away, so right away, so right away, Salonica, right away, me soldier by. And when the war is over, what will the slackers do? They'll all be round the soldiers for the loan of a bar or two. So right away, so right away, so right away, Salonica, right away, me soldier by. And when the war is over, what will the soldiers do? They'll all be round with a leg and a half, and the slackers they'll have two. So right away, so right away. Right away, Salonica, right away, me soldier boys. Oh, they tax the pound of butter. They tax the halfpenny bun. Oh, but for all their taxing, they can't tax the bloody hun. So right away, so right away, so right away, Salonica, right away, me soldier boys. Last time, me husband. Oh, me husband's in Salonica. I wonder if he's dead. I wonder, does he know he's got a kid with a foxy head? So right away, so right away, so right away, Salonica, right away, me soldier boy. See you soon. And on behalf of somebody who was formerly foxy, I take umbrage at the lines in that song. God bless you. See you live next Sunday.